Welcome back to the Game Masters Academy. This is the show where we strive to help you make every session great. Um, My name is Greg. Thank you for joining me. Uh, This week, I want to talk about BBEG, and that's Big Bad Evil Guy. Generally speaking, the head honcho antagonist for your uh, campaign. Before we jump into that, a couple quick announcements. Uh, for those of you that have been listening, you probably have heard me say this a few different times. I, uh, I'm going to be starting a Patreon at the beginning of the year um, as a way for anybody that's interested to be able to help support the show. Uh, it's also going to have some additional goodies. Uh, I plan on having um, some monster stat blocks that I've created as well as some uh, shop owner personalities as well as the shops that they own or just other buildings and or NPCs that you could use to help populate your game. Uh, if you're anything like me, when you get to the point where the party says something along the lines of like, who's here that we see? And you just kind of end up making up stuff on the fly. Uh, you uh, I'm not saying that we don't improvise well, but sometimes it's better to have things a little bit more planned out. So just an opportunity to have that as an option and um, that is available. Also, want to throw out there, anybody that's interested in playing D&D with me online, there is a link in the podcast description that will take you to the Discord server that I am a part of and as a server moderator. Um, you are obviously able to come in and join us as a regular player and uh, take part in a West Marches style type server. Uh, it's a dynamic city. Uh, we'd love to have you come in and uh, hang out with us. All right, with all the fluff out of the way, let's go ahead and get started. And it's talking about creating your main antagonist for your campaign, the big bad evil guy, BBEG. And so couple things that we want to do. First and foremost, the biggest thing is we need to come up with a goal. The biggest goal. I mean, we're talking a huge, outlandish, crazy goal. And that's because it's something that you kind of are controlling, not a player. And so the goal can be crazy and outlandish because you can help facilitate that behind the scenes. Whereas a player with a crazy, I should say a character, with a crazy outlandish goal, it may be harder for them to ever actualize that and have it become something that they've achieved. So when we talk about big crazy goals, let's talk about exactly what I mean. Your big bad evil guy, maybe he is uh, trying to remove all magic from the setting that you're in. Maybe they are trying to provide a elemental effect that is occurring throughout the entire world. Uh, think about a vampire trying to bring eternal darkness or frost giants trying to bring an endless winter type of a deal. But you can get the idea here. The What we're looking for is to create a goal that is huge. It would be completely game-changing if the big bad was able to achieve their goal as well as uh, it would be altering almost the way that the game is played 
with the goals of the big bad being successful. And so you sit down and we come up with exactly what we want the goals to be for our particular villain. Uh, I think that villain's probably the wrong word. I'd rather use antagonist. I think some of the best antagonists within books aren't necessarily just evil. They're just opposing the protagonist. And so you could have an individual that is potentially doing crazy things, trying to achieve a crazy goal, and is doing it in a way that isn't just outright evil. Uh, They could be thwarting the uh, characters, which obviously would be the protagonist of your story. Uh, They could also be thwarting your characters because maybe your characters in this particular instance are the antagonist of the story, as they have done multiple things in your campaign already, which has dramatically influenced and uh, provided hardship to a particular region of the world. And so maybe unknowingly, the characters uh, within the campaign that you're running are actually the antagonist. And your big bad is going to be the protagonist of this story. And you can do a little flippy uh, switcheroo on them. However you want to do it, I I don't like the idea of just having the big bad be the villain. Um, And so sometimes... Uh, the obviously the antagonist is a better uh, way to describe that, but there's nothing wrong with having your big bad be a villain. Uh, but sometimes I think it can add a unique twist to things where the character, uh, the NPC that we create as a big bad, has this lofty goal in mind and is going out of their way to achieve this goal. And the characters are getting in the way. And so there's conflict there, but the big bad's actually doing it in a way to almost like protect the realm and sacrifices must be made to ensure the greater good is achieved. You know, typical justifications for your antagonist. Anyways, the goal here is figure out what it is that your big bad is going to be trying to do. How are they going to be interacting with the world? What is it that they're trying to do and make it huge and world-altering if they are successful? Once we've established our goals, we need to look at the personality of our uh, big bad. Uh, I I use big bad evil guy, but it could be big bad evil girl. Uh, But the goal here is to come up with a personality figure out all of the different little quirks of the main antagonist for your campaign that you're running. And um, a great way to do that would be utilizing the same system that your players will be utilizing to flesh out the personalities of the characters that they are creating. Uh, And that's something that's uh, outlined in the player's handbook, uh, but it's going to be the idea behind bonds, flaws, and ideals I think you should do that. That's a great way to flesh out the personality of the uh, the big bad that you are going to be creating. So, you know, what types of relationship bonds do they have? What are some of the flaws that they have? And it's not just that they're evil, 
or that they're the antagonist for the flaws, but what are some of the flaws? Maybe they're insecure about something or they're overly uh, braggadocious about things, uh, etc. And then ideals. What are what do they hold uh, high and true to themselves and the highest level uh, about who they are as a character and the way that they interact with their world? And so when you flesh out those three things with the overarching goal of the character in mind, you start building a more complete villain or antagonist than just, I'm going to come here and fight you. Now, if you have added this into an existing world that's part of um, a Wizards of the Coast type world, uh, Forgotten Realms, Aberon, etc., um, or if you are adding it into a homebrew world, I think that tying in your big bad to the history in some way is important. And we'll get into exactly what I why I think that that's important. But I think it's important that there should be some sort of historical meaning behind what they're doing. Uh, maybe it's a long line of successors in a particular kingdom, and there's a secret that they're supposed to protect. But this particular uh, ruler of this kingdom, instead of just passively protecting this secret, is actively going out and uh, conquering or actively going out and putting out assassins into the world to try to actively protect the secret. But you get the point here. There's there's more history than just, you know, Jim Bob showed up and he wants to kill the party type of a deal. So we want to also incorporate that into the overall personality of the big bad with the bonds, flaws, and ideals. We want to uh, incorporate that historical connection to the world that you're running. So not only have we connected him to history, but the next thing that we want to do is create the big bad's own history that is their personal history as opposed to like the lineage that they're coming through or, or whatever as far as uh, further back history goes. And so their personal history would be the battles that they took place in, the spells that they created and the destruction that they caused or anything that's happened in their personal lifetime. Because what you want to do is you want to create survivors from the aftermath of what your big bad has done. And so these NPCs are survivors that have seen firsthand what your particular antagonist has created. Um, the results of that has uh, experienced it. And what we do is uh, we want to create those uh, particular NPCs, have them have that tie-in to that historical moment that the big bad caused. And then you want to spread them out throughout your world. So whenever they go to a new city, there's a potential chance that they would come across NPC number five that was at this particular battle and saw where the big bad, you know, defeated the dragon, but at the cost of, you know, 50 innocent lives or whatever it is that you have come up with. And as you sprinkle them in throughout your world, what you're doing is you're actually creating the myth of your big bad. 
you can't just say this is the guy you guys are supposed to be afraid of because he's scary and expect that that's going to work for your party. You need to, and maybe you can, but you need to sprinkle in some different NPCs that have seen this type of thing and show their responses to what has happened. And that actually leads us into our next point. The next thing that we want to do is showcase the power of the big bad. And again, if this is going to be your main villain for the entire campaign, then it's somebody that should be very powerful. It should be realistic that they could potentially achieve their crazy outlandish goals. And so the way that we do that is by taking a very powerful and or strong NPC and showing their fear of your big bad. I actually just used this technique recently. I was introducing a monster to a small party of adventurers and had a dragon around and the dragon was scared of the monster that I was introducing. Anybody from Solarium would know what I was talking about. Uh, but the, the dragon itself being afraid, plus showing some powers that this monster was utilizing, uh, showed the individuals involved that they were in way over their head, and they chose to retreat as opposed to try to stick it out and see how they would fare against this particular creature. Uh, and so that's that's a, a technique that we can utilize. If you look at a dragon and you think, oh, it's a dragon, and then you realize the dragon's scared of something, that can help build some fear uh, into the uh, big bad that you're creating. Now, just doing this isn't enough. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step -step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step -step guide to starting your podcast today. And so the next thing that we want to do is we want to introduce our big bad to the party frequently and have them, even potentially if they choose to do so, go up against him or her uh, in combat. But we want to do it in a way that shows that they are very much outmatched. Uh, I personally like the idea of having your big bad end up in combat and not even really trying, letting the party members hit him, uh, like failing on purpose spell saves to take the damage and almost mocking them as they play uh, that fight uh, out. And it shows you that there's a power gap between your party and your big bad that the players need to overcome, but it still 
gives the players agency uh, to be able to try crazy stuff and see if they can come up with something. Uh, you need to uh, make sure that you have a plan in place uh, and you don't do this type of thing uh, lightly with characters that are relatively high level. Last thing you need to do is, you know, have your big bad get force caged and then murdered before you are, you know, halfway through your campaign. So, uh, but at early levels, showing up with uh, very, very high level statistics and almost toying with the party is a great way to demonstrate the power that this particular um, antagonist has for that campaign. So when you couple the displays of power that are far beyond what the party is capable of pulling off on their own or being able to survive with the rumors of power that they are potentially getting from the world uh, NPCs that are out and about living in the world that you've created, you're helping paint a better picture of the power level of your big bad as well as their capabilities, which will help them, uh, the characters that is, uh, and the players, be able to understand the level of, uh, I don't want to say competition, it's never a competition, but the level of power and the level of play that they're going up against. So once we've established that, we've created this uh, character, they have their goals, they have their personality, we have other powerful NPCs that are talking stories about them, potentially showing fear of our big bad, and then have introduced them to the party to show that power disparity, we can start adding additional um, layers of complexity to the interactions between our big bad and the characters uh, within the party. Uh, I think a great thing to do is to always establish some NPC that the characters can work with. And as they work with that and develop a relationship with this particular NPC, the characters become attached. They find a almost a sense of safety within that, whether that is becoming a um, the, you know, working for a particular nobility, uh, working within a particular university, working at a uh, uh, observatory, or uh, just going off and adventuring and utilizing a guild hall, but just having this almost like a home base uh, and having your big bad uncover the fact that that's where the party is going and then kill that NPC really solidifies them as a, not just an enemy, but almost like a enough of an enemy that it unifies the characters together to go out and get revenge for the individual that was slain. Along the lines of creating upheaval uh, and or creating turmoil and just kind of forcing things to have to change by killing that NPC that they have been working with um, significantly. I think it's also beneficial to show the dire consequences of what the big bad has done. Uh, if you're using a lich and you are showing a city where he's harvested all of the people's souls from, 
or you are potentially going to be working with um, a homebrew creature that is trying to destroy magic. And so this particular uh, creature has uh, got a very unique stat block that is specific to your campaign. And what their goal is, is to sever uh, arcane spellcaster's connection to the weave. Uh, maybe you have an individual that uh, is does just going around and what they're doing is the equivalent of slash and burning but fantasy style where they're uh, absorbing the life force out of forests and that fuels them or some machine or something but you get the idea here but what we want to do is we don't want to just show that we want to show what that's doing to actual people npcs in that world and potentially showing how that would affect the players if they got caught. And I think that uh, there should definitely be a very big caution on um, altering a wizard's connection to the weave. We, they don't get to control much. We don't want to take agency of their own characters away from them because now they can control nothing. But at the same time, if you have individuals that are very experienced and um, they like the idea of uh, you potentially doing some sort of altering and maybe that creates a subclass that uh, doesn't exist, but you create that for them because they've had their connection to the weave severed, whatever. It's an opportunity to show the power of the big bad and his um, our overarching influence on the game world that you're creating. And lastly, we want to show the big bad completing and successfully accomplishing some of their goals. And some of those goals should alter the game landscape that you're currently playing in. Uh, right now, in the server that I play in, we have created an invasion of frost giants, and they have accomplished um, a small-time goal of capturing the Ring of Winter, and using ancient runic magic and extending an everlasting winter uh, to a large majority of the world with their goal of en having it encompass the entirety of the world. And instead of just having it be a fight over the ring, the frost giants in particular have succeeded partially. And there is a bitter cold winter that's currently in uh, completely encasing a specific area of the material plane and that has altered the way that characters living in it uh, go through their day-to-day -day actions. Um, it's changed how they travel, uh, bitter cold, requiring constitution saves. Uh, it has changed the economy. Um, they're running out of uh, winter weather gear, etc. But this is something that is done because the frost giants in this particular example were able to be mildly successful. And so because they were able to succeed partially, there is now a large change to the game environment that the characters are interacting with. Uh, just like it would be very frustrating if the party always failed, it's very underwhelming if the party always succeeds.
And so we want our big bad to be able to succeed sometimes and to achieve some of their goals to create a true protagonist-antagonist back-and-forth type of dynamic. So don't be afraid to have your big bad uh, achieve some of their goals and uh, really start putting the pressure on the rest of the party because they have done so. And that's it. Uh, Create big bads, uh, go through, really utilize making them into something that's more dynamic. Um, And I would start sprinkling them in and having them be annoying from the very beginning of the campaign. Uh, I run a a different server that's kind of cyberpunky and uh, the mayor is uh, the big bad for that and is kind of influenced in all sorts of character decisions and uh, during like the character creation like backstories and backgrounds and has uh, implemented martial law in the city and uh, just uh, they've already actually faced him at uh, level three Um, and then uh, obviously we'll be facing him again multiple times as we go through the campaign Uh, but that really cements and brings home a personal goal for the characters when they have that opportunity to interact with them and so I think that that's something we really want to do we don't want it to just be some shadow figure that never interacts with the world and is hidden for all of time and then they finally uncover him near the very end and then there's one little fight and then the campaign's over uh that doesn't that's not really a big bad that might be a antagonist or a villain for a particular quest line but your big bad needs to be the central focus for your party to be able to be the antagonist and provide them the uh, challenges worthy of uh, having them be the um, antagonist for an entire campaign Uh, thanks for joining me Uh, i appreciate each and every one of you I hope that you all have a wonderful rest of your week. I hope you create compelling and dynamic antagonists that you can have uh, span the entire arc of a campaign. And as always, let's let the dice decide.